Welcome back to the Vanilla Appalachia. I'm Jeremy, and hopefully you guys are doing good wherever you're listening from. So this may be a long episode. It may not be a long episode. Uh, I've tried to record it a couple times. Uh, something always ends up interrupted, so we'll see where this goes now. I want to have a conversation um, about a few things, but... Um, specifically, I want to talk about the state of Appalachia, not just Appalachia, but the small cultural communities throughout the United States specifically. And the reason I want to talk about that is because over the years, like we've talked about the Americanization of West Virginia, we've talked about the Americanization of Appalachia, but, you know, whenever we kind of look at it, there's been an aggressive Americanization of any of these small pockets of regional cultures over the years. The last couple of months, I've talked a lot about, you know, feeling lost or, you know, I feel like home doesn't exist anymore. That's something I mentioned at Hatfield last night where, you know, I feel like the old gunslinger, I've, I've used this analogy before too, where I feel like I'm an old guns, uh, an old gunslinger at the beginning of the 20th century, right? Society's kind of moved on, and he's just kind of left. And so now it's just, you know, what's left? He's just got to hang up his fucking guns and tell stories about, you know, things that happened to him to people who probably don't give a shit. And that's the way it feels sometimes. It feels like. You know, you got all these memories, you got all these stories, and it's from a lifetime ago that, even though it really wasn't from that long ago, it, it it's almost like you're telling a tall tale, you know, to people who may or may not really care, or may or may not, um, you know, learn anything from it and and put it into their own life. So it's almost like you're yammering to, <laughs> to anybody that'll listen. It's maddening. It's uh, it's not exactly the best feeling in the world to sit and think that, you know, the places and the values that, you know, the places you've been, the values that you hold and the, there's a realization at some point that I think a lot of people get used to at an early, st- an earlier stage that I haven't. Um, and I'm just, it's just now kicking my ass at this age. Um, you know, the, the realization is, uh, shit's gone. I mean, I could sit here and say, you know, we're trying to keep it alive and we're trying to, you know, that's what the last three years the show's been, but I mean, if we're looking at the commodification, I'm assuming that's a word. (laughs) If it is, it's a hell of a word. Uh, you know, uh, of stuff like, um, spirituality, the traditions there. I mean, they've turned it into a, a business. And it's a business not even rooted into what it was. Because for as much as some of these witches, quote-unquote, that, you know, try to pass on this mountain spirituality and shit, for as much as some of them that are using it for a fucking aesthetic, um, yeah, as far as they're concerned... Um, you know, they don't want to put Christianity at, at any 
part of this, but the fact is, regardless of what you think about it, and for me, I don't hold grudges for what has happened to me in the church. Uh, getting kicked out of church shit is not something that affects me as an adult. Um, I think it did when I was a kid, but that was more on a community level that I felt like I didn't belong, right? So whenever they kicked me out, it, I wasn't, you know, of course I, I kind of veered in that way of like, uh, you know, being very anti, um, you know, church and stuff, but it wasn't the church that kicked me out. It was the people. So, um, I, you know, I'm not a Christian, but I don't hold any ill will toward them. Uh, and I think a lot of people hold on to that baggage. And it's what I've said about Norse paganism over the years in heathenry. A lot of people will spend more time outwardly throwing shade at these, you know, uh, the religious establishment as far as the, um, the Christians, but then they won't even do their own fucking reading or they won't even really practice um, their own spirituality. It's it's used as an aesthetic. And of course you see that now and, and you guys who, who've been in it shit longer than I have uh, as far as uh, heathenry and, and Odinism and also true and all these things will note that, you know, you guys have seen a lot more shit than I have, but um, but especially over the last decade and a half, um, you, you see a lot more people worrying more about their looks and their costs and they want to, it's like the cosplay of Vikings. They're fucking pretending and, you know, for, for people who are supposed to follow, uh, certain things or follow a certain way of life, um, it, it's really just about looks and how it comes off and their fucking $30 millionaire necklace that they picked up on a fucking Amazon deal or some shit, you know, that's what it, uh, that's what it all comes down to, so it's not actually about doing anything or believing in anything, it's about how to change these gods or whatever, these ideas, these archetypes into whatever the fuck they want, and then just throwing it out there, it's like, look at me, it's, you know, it's all about me, 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 so you see that a lot these days with, with Appalachian spirituality as well. You know, you see a lot of people that change these traditions, these ideas into, um, you know, something that it's not, and then they try to teach it. And you see that in form of uh, folks teaching classes and shit on this stuff. The fact is, regardless of what they want to fucking say, it is, you know, Appalachian spirituality is rooted in Christianity. There's multiple tops here, though. It's not just one top. Obviously, we've talked about it before. You've got the, the church going top that are more, you know, the elders in the church would be the ones who would do the healing and the and all these other things. Uh, the Whereas you the folks who were would be more along the lines of um, working with nature, their idea of God was different. So, you know, God to them may be everywhere. You know, they don't need necessarily church for that. You know, it's like my mom used to say, if she wanted to talk to God, she'd go work in the garden. That was her way of communing. Uh, but the Bible was still used as almost a grimoire. It'd be used for everything from divination to incantations through Psalms. Um, you know, drawing out fucking bad spirits and haints to, you know, 
to protect the people. It was used as, a, as an all-around grimoire. A magical tool. So, the stuff, regardless of what you think about it, tradition states that it is fucking absolutely rooted in Christianity. And while there may be pagan roots that are that go further back from that, it's still here in America has roots in Christianity. So, but this stuff gets fucking made up and thrown around and people pay fucking $400 for a goddamn class that, that essentially just, you know, is some uh, woman that her goddamn grandma is supposed to be a you know, Cherokee fucking princess and she's from goddamn Asheville, North Carolina, originally, you know, selling you on some bullshit, you know. Tell me you don't fucking know somebody like that or you haven't met somebody like that. If you're from this fucking region, you have. Well, my mamma was a was a a, a Cherokee princess. She had high cheekbones, and she was ninety years old with long hair, and it was black as coal. Yeah, I fucking bet, Judy. God damn. And it's always the same bullshit. It's it's like these motherfuckers that go around talking about. Uh, you know, well, I would have joined the military, but man, if a, if a drill sergeant would have got in my face, man, I would have smacked him. I know I got a bunch of fucking veterans that listen to this shit and guys who are fucking currently in the military. You fucking tell me that don't get under your skin sometimes. Or it's like, it's like, okay. <laughs> so how many fucking, how many dudes that grew up legitimately fucking, you know, getting the shit kicked out of them and, and dishing it back and fucking getting into fights and 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 really understanding violence as a currency. How many guys have fucking seen some dude walk up and be like, yeah, man, you know, it's always the most... Uh, you Okay, let me, let me say this. This kind of goes along with Appalachian culture, too, because violence is a currency. I don't give a fuck what kind of stereotype it is. Uh, some holler, it's still not fucking stopping the fact... That, you know, you can show the hippie side where it's somebody that they're like, oh, yeah, so I like to fix uh, cathead biscuits. And I'm going to sit here and make gravy on a fucking YouTube video. And let me show you how to do this. We're against stereotypes here. You know, Appalachian people are actually very fucking sweet. And we all just love one another. There's that shit, right? But let me, let's be fucking honest about it. Let's be, uh, let's be honest about the fucking holler rats and the goddamn fucking hill jacks out there of some fucking holler that currency, you know, is, is violence. Let's, let's be fucking honest about it. Let's be real. Whenever, whenever, uh, old boy got killed back at the she gone, it was my mom that got the fucking phone call that said, okay, so your family took one of mine. I'm going to take two of yours. That's a fucking debt. Whenever, whenever there's a fucking disagreement and, and nobody can, there's an impasse here. Nobody can fucking get past it, right? You fucking duke it out and then you drop it. That's it. It's, it's a fucking currency. You know, somebody fucking steals something of yours. Well, you're going to take it out of their fucking ass. You know, that's currency. And in these hollers where the cops don't go and shit like that. Or where they at least, at the very least, rarely go. You have this shit. It's not just some made-up bullshit. This happens. Ask anybody that's been in these fucking rural areas. You know? 
So, whenever you've got these fucking people who don't understand violence, and you can tell when somebody hasn't really dealt with violence. There's different types of violence, too, by the way. So, it's not like... It's not all, you can, it all can't just be lumped together. So you got guys who have seen war, right? And, and you, there's a certain way they carry themselves. There's, there's guys who have seen, you know, who have, who have struggled and shit uh, and, and fought their, you know, like really just fucking clawing to survive. Those type of guys, like, and then you've got these, like, uh, you know, you, you tell who's a fucking bully half the time because of how they fucking carry themselves. Uh, but either way, if somebody's been in, dealt with violence, you can tell, you know, and you can generally, if you pay attention and long enough, you can tell what kind they've dealt with. There's a, there's a fucking aura about them. And I, and I know it sounds fucking stupid, but if you, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. There's a, there's a fucking walk. I don't give a shit if they're shy. I don't give a shit if they're the most fucking peaceful person in the world. If they've ever fucking dealt with it, you can tell. And you can tell who hasn't. There's a look in the fucking eye. There's a way. There, there's a walk. There's a stance. Uh, hand movements. I'm, I'm really big on uh, paying attention to someone's mannerisms. You know, that's what I do whenever I fucking do a show and I'm out here as a vendor and I'm selling shit is I watch people for most of the day because that's what you do. You fucking, somebody comes to the table, you know, if you can get somebody over to the table, uh, holler at them and, and try to make a sale and shit, but you're paying attention to mannerisms, especially if they're trying to fuck you over on a deal and they want to, you know, they want you to cut a price or something like that, or if they're wanting to barter, it's always good to fucking you know, pay attention to mannerisms. If I'm sitting back watching a lot of these dudes walk around and fucking cosplay and shit, I can, I can watch their mannerisms. Most of them are, they're pretty much the same. And I use that as an example because, uh, that's what you see a lot of these, these dudes. That's kind of what the shit they're into a lot of the time is you'll have these guys who you can clearly see that they've never seen any form of violence personally. Like they have never physically like, had to ball up the fist and be like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm going to get my ass kicked and I'm just going to try to, you know, get some swings in and then I'm going to get my fucking ass beat. There is a certain, like, I, I had this conversation with my nephew the other night about it. You know, there's a certain feel whenever you get hit in the fucking nose. It's like, it's a stinging and then it, it starts in, the, in that hit point and then it goes outward. And then there's this wave of like, like tinglingness, Right. And sometimes there, you know, and there's an adrenaline with it, and all that stuff. But like, uh, he used to get into a lot of fights. Like I, I taught him how to fight whenever he was young because at the school he was at, whenever he was still in Logan, uh, it it really was, you know, you had these big kids, you know, fighting smaller children, and he was always really small, and so I taught him how to fight. And then whenever he got here, you know, of course we trained in the pit and stuff like that, and. Um, he would get in school fights all the time because, you know, he's a new kid. Kids start fucking around. Uh, you know, he beat the shit out of a kid at Scouts, which I was really fucking proud of him because that kid was fucking huge. I mean, he pretty much had a goddamn mortgage and fucking smoked Marlboros. But, um, you know, beat the shit out of that kid because the kid fucking pushed him. And uh, he pushed him back and the kid went to fucking, you know, land one on him. And he just fucking chased him down and... and beat the fuck out of him. Um, 
and of course, you know, he got in trouble for it, he, or he was, and, and that kid was a fucking pussy, went and cried to his mom and shit, but, uh, despite starting it, but the point I'm trying to make is, like, my, my nephew knows exactly, you know, what I'm talking about, and we were talking about things we miss, you know, I, you know about, um, you know, like certain rushes you would get, or certain feelings you'd get, and it's, it's almost like you get attached to them, and, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we were talking about this stuff and it, it kind of came to the same conversation of these people who don't understand violence. These guys who are trying to, I guess they're trying to like put their chest out and try to fit in. They'll always talk the same shit, right? It's the same conversation of, I joined the army, but I don't want anybody fucking screaming at me because I'll slap the shit out of them or, or any of that stuff. What it comes down to is their story though is, yeah. You know, I got into a fight once, I blacked out, and, you know, started beating the fuck out of the dude, and, like, whenever I came to, there was, like, five guys pulling me off of him, man, and it's, it, that shit goes all fucking through me, because whenever you look at these people, and you're looking them in the eye, they've never seen the shit. They've never been fucking stopped, they've never been on the fucking ground getting kicked in the fucking ribs. They don't know what the fuck it's like. To fucking be checking all your fucking teeth with your tongue to see if anything's fucking falling out. Like, there's none of that shit. Despite what people think with these stereotypes, it is currency. And it's a current, and, and this is one of those episodes where, you know, I could sit here and talk about Appalachia all day, but we're really talking about these small regional predominantly rural um, cultures. Distinct cultures. We're not talking like the general, like, uh, American, uh, whatever that is. You know, American culture. That's what they're trying to bring in to aggressively take out these smaller cultures. And if you just pay attention, that's exactly what's happening. You know, more people are less, you know, worried about what's going on around them and more worried about what's going on on their phone. They're worried about politicians out here selling fucking merch. Okay. They're worried about, you know, they see politics, which is, which is really how they got into this. And that's how a lot of people do get into this is the idea of patriotism and politics. That's kind of how it seeps in. That's what they did with the coal mines back, you know, back home, you know, you had a group of people that before were, I mean, it, it was, was it political? Yeah, because there was a lot of shit that dealt with, like, state police and fucking, you know, what you were allowed to do on a picket line and fucking the politics of the, you know, the, the mines and fucking who's paying who off and, and shit locally uh, as far as the politicians go and, and yada, yada, yada and, and why the shit's allowed to go on and they're dumping shit in the water and, and uh, you know, Things like that. There's a lot of things to go into that. And then, you know, here comes, uh, you know, greasy ass fucking butterball Don Blankenship, you know, with his goddamn Paul Bear looking ass, uh, you know, getting up there in a goddamn red, white, and blue American flag outfit for Freedom Fest. You know, he's, he's buying the fucking people. He's out here fucking, hey, look what I did to your community. Look what I, you know, I'm bringing this shit to you. I'm, I'm fucking bringing these bands 
that normally would never even fucking think twice about coming to West Virginia. Here they are in your small town. You know, we didn't have all these, you know, rides and shit here before, but now look at us. And they're not, they're not just, you know, it's not just a thing where you just drive to town. No, they're going into your fucking holler. See, if you can't make it, by God, if you can get to a certain point in your holler, you can ride the bus and we will shuttle you from the holler to town. So you don't even have to drive your car or if you don't have a car, you can still go. Think about that. And what did it do? It made people say, you know what? Yeah. Like this is, you know, it's giving us something to do. It's, uh, you know, and, and that's exactly what happened. What was the downside to that? Well, bring in a bunch of people from fucking Fox News. People that give no fucks. Sean fucking Hannity. Right? Why the fuck is Sean Hannity here? It makes no goddamn sense. That motherfucker don't give a shit. Brings him in. And then what do you hear next time? Oh, well, you know, election's coming up. So, you're hearing at Massey, you know, either you vote for George W. Bush, or if we find out you did different, you get fired. So, politics and business has always been a thing. Uh, obviously, anywhere you go. But when it comes to a, a small culture, regional culture, that's how they kind of seep in and, you know, they give you some sort of hope that there's shit to do around here now. Wow, there's, you know, people that, that people actually care about you. So now these, these fucking celebrities are coming in and, and yada, yada, yada. And essentially it just fucking, it breeds some sort of blind dedication. It's branding is what it is. And people stay loyal to these brands. It's politicians these days. You have politicians who are more personality than... I, never in my fucking life up until... I mean, you had certain you had certain like side politicians on there. You had like certain figures in politics, um, you know, that, that may come up, you know. Uh, but whenever it comes to almost a... Um, you know, all these delegates and shit, like all these people have uh, an audience and and social media kind of deals with that too, where it's like, well, these people have a specific audience. They have a specific uh, set of fans, I guess, people who agree with whatever they're saying. But there's no loyalty to anything they're saying because they'll, they'll go back and forth. So you may have a politician one minute that will be pro this the next minute it doesn't fit their agenda or what they're trying to do so then they'll go against what they previously said and folks will follow them wherever they go so there's no real loyalty to any sort of idea or method of doing things it's always just wherever the fuck they go i follow you know but that's that, that's been the most productive way on the other side that i've seen kind of invade these small cultures and kind of take over. And it's kept people that way because people have their fucking faces buried in their goddamn phones 24 seven. So I could sit here and look at this and I could say, okay, like Appalachia, 
the culture itself, you know, between the, you know, the, the fact that uh, e- even down to the spirituality has become a fucking business. It's either all business or politics. It's turned into, um, I mean, it really has turned into a general American uh, culture. Anything else has been kind of pushed off to the side. You know, it's seen as, you know, this is bad. Folks have become ashamed of where they're from. You see that a lot, especially with uh, liberal types. You see that with uh, them, especially in the, the urban areas. They're the first ones on Reddit to tell people that you don't want to move to the rural areas. It's fucking dangerous. It's not safe. These people are fucking horrible. Uh, you know, and, and this whole fucking time... You know, and these are supposed to be the, um, you know, like I said, these are, like I've always said that it's the quote unquote educated upper middle class, uh, that, that are going around saying this shit. Always playing the fucking victim. Automatically. If you live in the rural areas, uh, you're, you're pretty much shit out of luck. Like, you're seen as fucking dog shit. And for a bunch of people who say they want to get away from fucking stereotypes, they're the first ones to perpetuate them. And then, of course, you know, outside of that, on any, you know, Reddit post or any, um, when it comes to Reddit or YouTube or Facebook, uh, some Instagram I've seen, uh, TikTok, uh, any of that shit, you know, you'll see a lot of uh, outsiders talking about the region, like they're like everybody's a bunch of fucking idiots. And what kills me is looking at shit like East Palestine and this whole chemical spill thing. You're having people say shit like, "Well," and I've said this. You know, East Palestine on, on a bigger level is in some degree, you know, on a, on a larger scale of what a lot of folks are, have dealt with in the coal fields as far as like, you know, the water shit and like it seems like you can't get any fucking help. And I've been r- really hoping that um, that they get whatever they need because, I mean, given it's affecting a lot more than just Ohio. But the fact that this shit happens in that community, and nobody seems to give a shit uh, politically, um, you know, that could do something. Obviously, it's it's turning into fucking, you know, it's turning into a shit show, and the people are the ones that's going to fucking suffer. And I feel I feel you know for those people, but on a larger scale, because you know, there's control. This quote unquote control burn that was obviously a fucking botch. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't burned correctly. Um, nothing about this has been handled correctly at all, but, um, you know, it's been what it's on a larger scale. It's what people have been dealing with for, for a decade, you know, at least now, 
in some of these areas. And on a long enough timeline, we'll see exactly how it plays out with people's health. But, um, but whenever I'm looking at it, uh, and, and I'm seeing people say shit, you know, these, these supposedly, uh, inclusive liberal types, they'll say shit like, yeah, uh, well, they deserve it. I've seen people say, well, you know, they deserve cancer and whatever they get because, um, you know, for, for going red and voting against their interests. Um, never mind the fact that realistically, even if you do disagree with somebody from here, there's still people that would agree with you and innocent people who, who don't even, especially kids, which we know that a lot of motherfuckers just don't like kids. Um, but the, the fucking youth has no say in anything and they're going to suffer for it. And so you're going around wishing fucking cancer on people and shit like that. And uh, this is still supposed to be the fucking uh, moral, morally correct. These are supposed to, these people believe that they are fucking morally correct in whatever it is they fucking do. But all they are are fucking victims. And and none of these people, you know, will, will say, or well, I, they'll probably say it, but as far as like actually doing anything, um, most of them won't. They'll dox you. You'll get fucking doxxed, which is a threat. You know, they want somebody to fucking, you know, they're hoping for somebody to do something to you. Or they want you to lose your fucking job. Hey, I can't fucking feed my family because the fucking company, you know, is doxing my, you know, because I got doxxed and the company is uh, being threatened and everything. So they let me go so they don't get fucking hassled. You know, you see, you see that shit, but the people that's actually doxing you won't do shit to you physically. There's no fucking honor in that. Unless I'm sitting here face to face with you and I'm looking into your fucking eyes, right? That, to me, that's, you know, growing up, that was, that was it. If you're wanting to fucking hurt somebody, then you need to look them in the eye before you do it. For some son of a bitch to sit somewhere across the fucking country and just start fucking putting people out there and their fucking addresses and all their fucking family members' addresses and shit. And it's some people that have nothing to do with anything. And then they sit back all fucking smug like. I won't be fucking honest with you. You deserve your goddamn guts fucking stomped out of your fucking asshole, you fucking bastard. Yeah, you're a fucking coward. For these fucking for these fucking people, most of them who have found a way to play victim despite having everything fucking handed to them, to sit there and wish cancer on somebody just because you may or may not fucking agree with them, but of course you wouldn't know because you're just making a fucking real, uh, uh, a really uh your broad generalization. I don't give a fuck what political affiliation you are. If if you do that shit, you're a fucking coward. I'd say it to your fucking face. And if you fucking see me out and you fucking bring it up and you want to fucking say it, you know, bring up that I, I would say it to your face, you know, what are you going to say it to my face? Yeah, I'd say it to your fucking face. You're a fucking coward. And if you're that big of a fucking coward, 
There's not a goddamn thing you're going to do about me saying it to your fucking face. You fucking pussy. In a lot of ways, we've allowed this shit to die out. So then the question becomes, like, is it worth trying to, you know, keep it going? As I've said before, I think when it comes to these older cultures, either they need to evolve or they'll just die out. So in regards to what should be done, I feel like evolving is 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 probably the right route. I feel like when it comes to evolving, you have to be mindful not to lose the, the core traditions, to the, the core meaning behind the stuff. But I feel like it does need to evolve. We need to get to a place where we are okay with what to leave behind and what to carry on. As far as leaving behind, I think there's a lot of mentality that we need to kind of leave behind. And it's not necessarily the really old stuff, but some of the newer mentality of, you know, stuff that has come in probably within the last 20 years. Um... I feel like it needs to, there needs to be some sort of, um, you know, whereas before it was, it was very much, a the way I was raised, it was like very much a, a holler it was almost like its own country, you know? Um, so once you're in that area, you know, it's, it's a whole different world in mud fork than it is Holden or, you know, than Whitman or, um, you know, any of these like sub haulers, these, the, the larger hauler, you know, um, it, it's all different and it's, it's got its own, um, ways of doing things. I feel like maybe, um, you know, if any of this will survive, we need a network, um, a lot of this is just coming from you know, flying by the seat of my pants here because up until now, up until well, the last couple of days, I've really viewed it as this is something that's easily managed. We just need to kind of pass the information on. We need to pass the these ideas on and, and the traditions. But what I've seen probably over the last year you know, and, and kind of where I'm at, you know, being in the, in the center of this shit where it's, you know, I, I've been doing this for years now, trying to pass this stuff on. You know, it's, it's one of these, it's one of these situations where I'm looking at it like, you know, before saying, 
you know, to be I guess to, to really work this shit, you have to become something of an outlaw. You know, saying it before and living it is, is one thing. But then the more you you know, you start to realize like that's that's really there's no two ways about about it. That's that's essentially just how it's gonna how it's gonna survive. There's no other way. Because right now you're outnumbered. The idea of the general society and the general population of these areas is kind of found a way to amalgamate with the wider spread vanilla um, culture that the country has. So for any of these, these smaller you know, regional communities throughout the United States to survive, you know, you, you really do, you know, that is the only fucking way it seems that any of this shit's going to survive. It's, it's really uh guerrilla warfare in regards to culture. So, yeah, I mean, is it, <laughs> is it on death bed currently? Yeah. Yeah. And that kills me to say, because I've, been, I've had a lot of hope over the last, you know, so many years that wasn't the case. I've always figured, well, you know, maybe in my naivety, I've thought that it was, it was going to be an easy fix. But what I've realized is really there's only one way about it. And that's to, to be fucking against everything that would see to destroy you. Because the alternative is to be erased. You either conform or you're erased. I mean, that's that's basically it. Those are your fucking options. So, whatever you choose, I would sit down and I'd think about it. You know, and it seems like there's a lot of people out there that say, well, I'm sure that's, you know... Um, that's that's corny, or it's really not that serious. You know, you see people say shit like that all the time. But, I mean, whatever the alternative is, you know, the the places you grew up around and stuff, they're they're all going to shit. Drugs are fucking filling up the goddamn um, the communities, and um, everybody's more concerned with you know me, me, me. And how does this benefit me? And uh, because of that, the areas suffer. Um, and then whenever something blindsides people and suddenly, you know, they're in a bad spot. Well, you know, you have no community to fall back on. You have no family to fall back on because, you know, or, or anything, you know, you don't have you don't have jack shit. You're just kind of fucking SOL just floating along, you know. Tribalism is a good thing, and that's a good start. So, conform or die. <laughs> I mean, and not not in a literal sense, not necessarily, but I mean, you know, it's either going to be that or you get eradicated. 
And then, um, pretty soon after that, it's essentially just like, well, you know, I remember, you know, this was, uh, you know, I remember, you know, we talk about the old timers and stuff all the time. Like it's what the old timers used to say this because this is how we get our information because my mom's generation, my mom wasn't one of them, but my mom's generation typically was not, uh, very, you know, they didn't really give a shit to pass shit on. And I was watching a documentary with an old woman who was set in the seventies and she was talking about that. She said, these kids just don't, you know, they don't really care for any of this stuff. And that's, that was it. You know, so a lot of, a lot of folks didn't get it passed on from their parents, but then their parents talk about it, you know, fondly and, and they'll talk about it now and they'll look back and say, yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's become almost, again, it's an aesthetic, you know, these are the good old days, but you know, if you really, you know, and things aren't what they used to be, well, you didn't fucking pass those, those traditions on. So that's why. So, um, so from that perspective, yeah, no shit, but, um, you know, like I said, a lot of people think that it's, it's not a big thing, but whenever, <sighs> you know, whenever this stuff is important, tradition is important, um, and it may not be important to, to a lot of people, but, um, you know, for a lot of us, it is. So I guess I'm just going to, I'm just going to end with this. Uh, you know, I always talk about tribalism. I always talk about, you know, getting shit together and, and creating culture and all this stuff, but dude, evolve it. You know, maybe, maybe creating a culture, maybe that's it. Maybe that's just evolving a current one. If you live in these small regional areas, um, don't let, don't let yourself be fucking wiped out. With that said, I'll catch you guys next time.